Bone Roller Gaming. Warning. The following contains adult language, mature themes, graphic depictions of violence and the undead. Listener discretion is advised. The vaulted superheroes were no more. Their lives lost in a futile effort to give the people hope against a rising undead tide. Now, all that stands between the weak and the undead are the lowly B-listers, sidekicks, and junior heroes struggling to find their footing in a ravaged world. As the slain supers rise to join the rates of the Shabbily, the survivors know the undead to fear most are those with rotted capes. Hello and welcome to Bone Roller Gaming. I'm Dale. My preferred pronouns are she and her, and I play Beckett. I am Ricky. My preferred pronouns are he and him, and I play Lucky. And this is Fenrir. Being gender fluid, I am fine with he, she, him, so on and so forth. And I play as Cherry. Hello, and I'm Jody, and my preferred pronouns are he and his, and I will be playing everybody else. We rejoin the characters as a large 50-foot dragon spirals in from the sky. Its torn gray flesh rent lands on top of them all. Lucky, you hear it flapping and the sound of something landing very aggressively above you, probably about 10 feet. And then there's this fetid smell and the scent of copper. Over your head, you hear a monstrous voice saying, Hello, Morsel. Lucky is going to pop his force field generator and then he's going to alert everybody. And then book it inside where everybody is. <laughs> Sounds like a very smart idea. Cherry, Beckett, you guys are inside. You're grabbing some gear. You hear a loud thump come in from above. It rattles the ceiling above you, and the ground underneath you tremors ever so slightly. And then there's a loud squeal, and Lucky comes. And Zach and Jack both lift their rifles. What? Who? What? What's going on? Not rifles. Crossbows. Sliding their arrows around, trying to train, holding off when they see it's you. Shit. Alright, we, we knew this was probably happening. Uh, we gotta fall back, I guess, further inside. And she's going to wait for Lucky to come running by. And she's gonna give him cover while he's running in. She's gonna keep looking out for zombies to see if there's any that are, like, spilling in or any of that. <laughs> Meanwhile, Cherry's going to rub the swelling bump on the top of her head because she'd been rifling through all of the ammunition when the rattle and the squealing rabbit thing kind of ruined her afternoon. So the first thing that she would end up grabbing uh, when she was coming up would actually be the bright orange hard plastic flare case because literally she was crawling into an ammo case when this happens. So she comes up, grabs something, fucking cracks her head. Son of a bitch! <laughs> and like... Slams the thing down on the table. Okay, it's a flare gun. We'll take that and we'll work with that for now. <laughs> I mean, do That's I cool. know anything about Chimera? So let's actually do a local knowledge roll. So see what you guys know about Chimera. In this case, please give me what stats you're going to roll with and your local knowledge. Um, well, I mean, I'd be reasoning through it. He would read up on stuff, so I'm assuming he has to be using his logic. Okay, that makes complete sense. All right. Hey, with a 12. That's uh, exploding dice, right? Okay, yep. Yeah. Roll that again. Holy crap! <laughs> Dude, roll it again. Okay. 42? <laughs> nice. Okay. Crap. Um, what the rest of you guys get? What'd you roll? Um, well, Beckett's gonna use her insight. 22. Nice. 
<laughs> Cherry, what'd you get? Uh, Cherry's gonna use her absolute fangirlish nature about supers, whether it be superheroes <laughs> or villains. Uh-huh. Um, and we're gonna consider that as sort of an insight role. That sounds good. <laughs> she's always been neck deep in it. So she probably knows who this is that way. And we're gonna call that a 28. Damn. Alright, good job, guys. <laughs> We know our stuff. No kidding. That, uh, that that knowledge has been paying off really well. I mean, he is a 50-foot naked dragon. He's like a naked mole rat with wings. It's really... So you're <laughs> saying he's a bad dragon. Yes. Proudly sponsored by Bad Dragon Toys. <laughs> but we're not. not. But we're not. <laughs> but hey, not sponsored. <laughs> but hey, Bad Dragon, we'd that be happy to sponsor. <laughs> if you ever feel you need to be ravished by Chimera. Mm. Anywho. I'm sure they have one called Chimera. Yes, yes there is a chimera. <laughs> so okay, cool. so yeah, seriously, bad dragon. <laughs> we'll be there. Whew. All right. Okay, let's uh, let's go down the table a little bit. I think, uh, Lucky, I'm going to save you for last. <laughs> 22 uh, and 28. I'm going to go with you guys because you can convince this to the fastest. And also, you both did insight, so it's going to be a little bit different than a logic-based uh, approach. Uh, with insight... Uh, Cherry, very specifically for you, because you have watched all the movie reels, you've watched the capture accounts. You don't remember every single time or the place that they happened, but you remember how Chimera acted, his grandstanding, his ego, uh, his boisterousness, and how much he tried to overwhelm everyone else, and how quickly on like some of the television uh, news reports... Uh, when they had captured him getting defeated, how quickly he would lose his crap (laughs) Um, if he started getting cornered and he would get cowardly. He only was really strong when he felt strong. He had a major ego disability. So if his... He didn't actually get dangerous, basically, until he felt like he was actually losing. He liked to play cat and mouse games. He liked to toy with his enemies. And the second tables got turned, um, that's when he got really dangerous. And if they turned further, he'd flee could not, would not deal with what was going on. So, Supervillain 101, lots of ego, lots of monologuing, otherwise kind of a pussy. Uh, For the 22, uh, Beckett, you also know this because you guys have seen him, you've heard him out on top of buildings at night, bellowing who's the champion, basically, from atop the realms. Maybe he's not saying it, but what else is he doing screaming up there? He is yelling, this is my town. You know goddamn well he's singing We Are the Champions at the top of his lungs. He's definitely <laughs> There's a really big Mighty Ducks jersey. It's really fucked up. Thumping his chest. Now, with the 28, Cherry, I'm going to say the other thing that you know is that his real name, because you're a fangirl, mm-hmm. is Win Chad. And he hated it so much because it was so normal and forgetful and clunky when he was alive he had it changed to caesar maximus of course he did he's american oh (laughs) very specifically he's anglo-saxon american european so he's a white boy he's a hardcore white boy and he's a chad yeah well he's a win whose last name is chad which again that's part of his problem if it'd been the other way around he might have dealt with it better i'm gonna call him chad (laughs) when chad Um, comes by (laughs) so much when he was growing up so very specifically he had issues with that name he completely divorced himself from his old personality hates to have it recalled regardless now with the 42 logic roll (laughs) you have an encyclopedic knowledge of chimera 
But he's also a nerd. He's been reading comics and everything and, and stats. Right. And... You've been doing everything you can on any stops to gather information about this world because it's a new world you don't know anything about. This is entirely what you want to know about. And because all of the big protectors of this world have turned into some of their biggest threats, it's extremely important that you know what you're dealing with. So you have read and know his heists, his successful heists, because he was very successful. He was a powerful creature. You know that he is able... Not to discredit the 28. You also have quite a man of this knowledge, but just because I wanted to get the insightful points of mm-hmm. that versus the, the this is what Wrong we know. <laughs> right. Exactly. You know that he is a shapeshifter. He specializes specifically in uh, caricatures, mythical beasts, large creatures that don't otherwise exist. So Chimera was actually how he got his name as he did a Chimera, the idealized Chimera. Uh, was one of his first transformations he went public with. And then after that, he turned into more and more outrageous creatures. And mm-hmm. the best one he's been able to get to right now has been this dragon. He has shown very little potential to downgrade. Once he has gotten a form that's bigger than the others, he doesn't like to go back. So he's a science queen. Yes, but that can play to our advantage. This also tracks with what you know, Cherry, because... Mm-hmm. He wants to be the biggest, the baddest in charge, because he obviously spent so much of his youth not being. Because he also has a complex. <laughs> there may have been a hand motion you missed there, listening. <laughs> or it's just called toxic masculinity. It is very much toxic masculinity. If he'd had a supervillain name beyond Chimera, toxic masculinity would have fit pretty he solid. Was the runner up, yeah. But that didn't sound as cool, so he went with Chimera. Probably couldn't say it. <laughs> <laughs> That <laughs> he wouldn't understand what the concept was, mind you. <laughs> what you mean, being a man? Yeah, yeah. okay. Well, that's that's definitely that guy. <laughs> no, he's definitely play acts as a smart person. He spent most of his professional career acting uh, a part of a playboy or attempting to with the money that he'd heist and his new name to kind of cement as a a solid member of society question does that mean he didn't actually fly in but he had like a really big diesel truck with like american flags and blowers and shit like and fireworks yeah i mean he is a chad so and, and had uh, truck nuts the size he's of got like underlighting yeah like dragon underlighting <laughs> he has truck nuts just hanging off of his nail and shit yeah <laughs> electric guitar flaring through um no <laughs> Although that is a great image. <laughs> if he'd been a hero, he might have gone as Captain America and gone that route for Captain America. That didn't happen, unfortunately. He went very much our type of Bruce Wayne, okay. um, where he tried to be the businessman. I've stolen all this money. I'm going to look good using it. Obviously, that didn't quite work out for him in the end. His ego, more than anything else, got in the way. But... Part of that is, again, for you, Cherry, and you, Beckett, he tried to maintain a cultured veneer. So he talks well, even though he's sludge. Kind of a gangster type thought, where you're, you're a bad, you know, it's obvious that you're not a good guy. You steal and thieve and stuff, but you try to come up, report yourself as this great big business. Yeah, he could be a top-end mobster. Um, yeah. Would have been appropriate. I think mobster would be the more iconic name. Because gangster comes oh, up from so many yeah, different slightly things. different concept on that one. Mobster would have been pretty pretty solid. He would have definitely been a mobster. Yeah. Sorry, only recently you've been watching The Sopranos. <laughs> I'm behind the times, all right? All right, either way, with the 42, you have watched him win. You have watched him lose. You know that while he has fought several people in the city, the best one, biggest enemy, 
was uh, kind of the champion hero uh, of the town, which was Ironhide. And he was a very all-American, go-get-him kind of person, and Chimera hated him. <laughs> Mostly because Chimera couldn't beat him. This was a smaller man. This was with some similar powers. Ironhide was known for being able to make armor on himself. And Chimera is definitely a, a, a sturdy opponent. But even then, Ironhide would tend to always kick his butt, use his size against him. And there's actually a news article where Ironhide actually threw through Chimera. When Chimera had charged him, Ironhide was able to basically get stepped on, grab Chimera's paw, and roll with him to cause Chimera to keep going forward, smash into the ground, and get rolled. It was amazing. <laughs> but my point of saying these things is you have, as I said before, encyclopedic knowledge of his wins, his victories, why he lost, and how he lost. Most of the time it was from grandstanding, trying to hold off and talk rather than he should have been attacked. Do I also know uh, weaknesses and stuff too? Um, his internal weaknesses, fire, elemental damage, frost rays, you know, lasers, seem to be able to damage him much more aggressively than, uh, say, like hammers or uh, knives. Bullets tend to be fairly meh as well. It was really energy attacks seem to be the most aggressive. A lot of other superheroes with powers kind of actually chased Chimera to this town from where he was. Like he probably would be... At least imparting the specifics of what the group would probably need to know if they didn't already discuss it, mm -hmm. but okay. maybe as a reminder. For circumstance, I'm also going to give you an additional plot die for use against Chimera because you rolled so well. Okay. That is very specific to changing a circumstance in favor for him or creating, <laughs> sorry, for you uh, against him um, or creating a circumstance. Like if you want to say this happened and I'm going to tag that now, uh, that is how you will do that. Okay. All right. Inside the store, you guys can hear him scraping above up top. He's talking. It's a little bit muffled, but you can still hear him going, Lawson, where did you go? Come back. Come back. I'm hungry. And scratching at the roof. What are you guys doing? Looking at the roof, see if he's scratching a hole in it. <laughs> sure. Um, so where you're at, you're on the first floor of Peter Sporting Goods. And he's up. Uh, he's on floors? top of the second. Okay. So that's why it's so muffled. But it also means he's talking that loudly that you can kind of hear it. And there is also a hole that you guys have cut through. So it's not just like he's trying to scream through the building at you. Okay. Okay. So we're probably okay for now. We probably don't want to hang around here too long. Yes, but unfortunately this ass bag that he is is luring all the zombies here. Yeah. Oh yeah. So Terry is going to find a rucksack or a climber's bag and just fucking sling it over his shoulder and start trying to shovel shit into the bag. <laughs> okay, that uh, sounds fantastic, and I would heartily recommend that. Let's have you guys do... Uh, actually, sorry, that's what Cherry's doing. Beckett, what are you doing? I'm going to do the same, since we know that this guy's basically just a blowhard until we actually get back out there. Uh, she's going to grab a couple duffel bags, probably a couple empty backpacks, because she's much strong. So she's going to very specifically focus on cold weather clothing and camping supplies. Okay. Because it's getting close to winter, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you also have a directory, right? Or, or something of this, a map of this area? Yes, I believe I found a directory at the register. Correct. Yeah, so, on the outgoing register, close to a, a metal gate that connects the rest of the mall, yeah. uh, you had found uh, an out, a directory. Okay, but we're probably, again, I think we could... We've done this so many times together that we've figured out we're going to spend X amount of time in one location. Like, we know that we can't spend any more than, say, like, 10 minutes. Right. And then we're going to move on to the next spot. Okay. Lucky, what are you doing? Well, being part of the group on that, then, yeah, he probably would come to his senses a little bit more. Uh, yes, he probably was freaked out a little bit. 
but he was also set on you know watching for this. So yeah, yeah. I think what you're getting there too, when you guys have kind of had this conversation, yeah. Zach and Jack have both kind of pushed you back in towards the store. Not in a get the hell out of the way rabbit, but more in the like, we'll protect you, get back. And they're, they've got their eyes trained more or less on the uh, front. Um, they keep glancing, of course, on around the side just in case something's coming around. See what else you guys are doing so they know where you're at. But if something's coming through there, they're going to hit it first. Gotcha. Then in that case, like he's going to turn off his uh, forceful generator so he's not using up his burnout. And um, I guess he'll... At the very least, grab a container or something and start shoving stuff in there if you can. Okay. Let's go ahead and why don't you tell me what you guys are more kind of hunting for. And then I'm going to have you do a scavenging check. Um, I will take urban survival, but the difficulty will be higher. And what we're going to be doing is more like the quality of what you're finding. Because if it makes sense it'd be in the store, I don't see like why you guys won't be able to get a hold of it. And you've got a bit of time right now to kind of wander around the store, or at least look at the signs. And Cherry's already been in here and taken a good look with her earlier role on perception. She's got a good idea, so if you guys are like, where's this? Cherry can probably point out. Probably. Night vision goggles help. Can't okay. sense his sight. And reading all the signs immediately. Yeah. <laughs> Lucky's going to check for power stuff, whether it's propane tanks, the little miniature ones for, like, butane or whatever, or batteries or whatever. He's probably going to be checking those for the okay. most part. Camping stove containers, yeah. canisters, batteries. Cold weather gear. Yeah, cold, cold weather, weather gear. gear and camping stuff. Um, ammunition, flare guns, signal flares, things of that nature. Okay. If you guys can keep a lookout for a replacement leg for Lucky, he'd appreciate that. <laughs> Plunger is not the best material. <laughs> Quick question. Um, is this going back to the roles that we already did, or is this... This is going to be new. Yeah, okay. Okay. So, you guys have your personal loot. Yeah. But what you're picking up right now is going to be what you're actually picking up for the Enclave. Okay. So, this is just kind of the, the shit you're throwing into your bags. Like, if you have a, like, you're getting your uh, propane canisters, right? If you make a poor roll, then you might have the propane canisters, but in the last amount of time, when the, seal, the seals have broken loose, so they may not be full, or they may be, like, one's empty, and you're just too busy. Or the, uh, what are they called? They're the little can fire. Can they, fire. They, they burn like a, a candle, but you, for, uh, you cook on them. For, oh, okay. not flambe, fondue. Sterno. Sterno. Yeah, sterno. Yeah, sterno cans. Okay. If you don't find propane, you can find sterno cans. They're not as useful, but... Anyway. So yeah, it's just more going to depend on what you got, and um, maybe like what the bag you had. So that's what the rolls are going to be more. I, I'll take what you're going for, and then we'll just see like how good it comes out at the end of it. Fortunately, right. most of those stores tend to have their backpacks and gun bags and stuff right right next to oh, yeah, the no. entrance. You Usually. guys getting the materials? Yeah. <laughs> Not a problem. <laughs> okay, so can I get the survival rolls? So that's 2 to 10 plus... Or scavenging rolls. Urban survival if you don't have scavenging. So 2 to 10 plus our, the die that we're going to be using. Plus the skill. Plus the skill. So I'm going to be using Insight because I can have the overlay of the store. I should know where these things are because I was the first one to spot them all. I'd say with your earlier perception check anyway, I'll give you a small bonus on that one. And knowing, having a rough idea where they should be putting it right. based off of what would make the most sense and how to sell it. Plus I'm also uh, looking totally specifically works. in the, you know, the gun and ammunition and like hunting and stuff. Yeah, you're already right where you want to be. 
obviously I'd be trying to reason through it's like, all right, well, this is probably how this is laid out, and this is what we're going to be needing for power and, and, and you know, to charge things and whatever. Yeah, for you, it makes sense to go ahead and do the logic check. And you're looking for survival, uh, sorry, warmth, warm weather clothing. Um, cold, cold weather, weather clothing. Cold weather clothing. <laughs> for warmth. <laughs> clothing that makes warm. <laughs> okay. Um, I'm going to go with insight uh, because she's basically searching, so. Okay. All right. So I went ahead and rolled. I actually got an exploding die, so I was waiting for that. So 30 total after bonuses. Nice. All right. And Cherry, go ahead for you and roll me again because you are already in where you wanted to be. Everyone else is going to be moving to location and hunting, so you've got a hair more time to actually take a hunt down. So 30 for the first. While Cherry's rolling again, Beckett, what do you have? 19? Yeah, 19 total. That's adding my scavenge. Okay. Still not a bad roll by any means. All right, and Lucky, where are you at? Um, okay, so I got another exploding die. Yeah, better roll means better quality. This is a good thing right now. And that would be uh, 38. Good rolls, guys. My second roll was a 20. Oh, only a 20? I'm sorry. Only! <laughs> right? I mean, I have to roll better because I have... I'm, I'm using an inefficient skill. <laughs> I'm just going off of the fact that I'm a survivalist and I've done this before. Unfortunately, that's true. <laughs> I'm basically hoping to find a bunch of long johns. Oh yeah, thermals? <laughs> thermals. Yeah, thermals would be very good right now. And socks. Are we next to a... Donut pastry, please, because Long John's Sunday, too. <laughs> Balaclavas. You yeah. probably don't want to eat gloves. those right now. Because oh, yeah. probably, I'm guessing, probably the puffer coats and heavy stuff is probably either like chewed up and fucked up or caking already. or Possibly, yeah. Can you grab me a pair of all-terrain shoes, please? You want shoes? Yeah, shoes. Beckett, mm-hmm. you know this location because you know where you guys entered and you can still see the sign. There were other signs around this you guys haven't been able to, and you also have the directory. Do you want to take a quick moment to see what other shops you guys can probably go get to? Yeah, of course. I'm assuming all during this time where we've got the... Uh, so during this time, stuff. there's the odd thumping, there's the movement, uh, slight tremors of this place coming through. You guys are grabbing long johns, you're grabbing rifle, you're grabbing gun, you're putting ammo and just finding whatever ammo you can. Um, something that looks like an ammo box, doesn't matter if it is or not, you're throwing it into there. You still have the time crunch. You're yelling at each other back and forth while trying to get as much of this stuff into some bags to carry out because you know you need to move and you're still grabbing one extra bag on the way because you know you're going to want to get something more and try not to carry too much but you need to have as much as possible okay so it's been a few minutes of hearing these like constant kind of odd noises the hair creeping up on the side of your neck uh, and just this this tension that's when you realize after a few minutes it's gotten quiet haven't heard him shuffling and shifting around right now. And there is a very, very loud Little morsels. Where are you? And dust slaps in from the entrance line. Uh-huh. As you guys kind of poke your heads up look back and Zach and Jack have both backed the hell up and from the uh, outer the little hole through the wall that you guys have slung in here mm-hmm. you can see a mouth you see down a mouth very specifically uh, as Chimera's face is right in front of that breathing 
into the entranceway, and that sound must have been him tapping on the walls next to you. So I can have it actually like fired into his belly or anything? No, you notice they're also being very quiet. While Chimera can probably smell them and knows they're there, they don't really want to give away too much information about themselves at this point unless it becomes extremely important to do so. Because when something really big and angry hates you, you don't want it to also know your first name. So he, he just has his mouth open? Mm-hmm. Because that sounds like a perfect place to put a flare. Exactly. <laughs> I can't complain on that. Now, Mac and Jack also have crossbows. They know they can shoot them. Let's be honest. This thing's big. It's got armor. We know that already. They know that already. It's not worth wasting their ammo on this right. just yet. <laughs> Let's see, the great part about something's insides is they're usually much more squishy. Yep, this is very true. So, using my young gun perk, I call it a perk, but it's more of a personality flaw. That is going to be her immediate response is basically like, ah, well, we're here. <laughs> and just lob a fucking flare right into his mouth. Um, I will accept that this is going to be a tag onto your, uh, basically defect, <laughs> um, and I will give you a plot die for that. But bear in mind, the point of these things is it's going to go bad for you when this happens. Mm-hmm. Okay. She is a smarmy, young, very brash, and knows exactly what she shouldn't do. <laughs> your breath fucking stinks. <laughs> Have I meant? It's a hot tomorrow. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm not going to make you roll initiative on this one. Yeah. I do, however, still want an attack roll from mm-hmm. you on this one. So please roll uh, your prowess and firearms uh, if you have it. 24. Okay. So uh, I'm going to say you're, you're, you're listening to this thing, you're breathing, you're looking over going, wow, this looks like a great place to put a flare. And it, now he hasn't stopped monologuing, mind you, during this time. So. Little morsels, where are you? I smell And the flare streaks across, lighting up this place, uh, probably blinding everybody a bit because it's just bright, and then slams into this thing's mouth. <laughs> it rears back and bellows. <laughs> And let's actually see uh, how badly that kind of goes. Yeah, it ain't going to be great. No. That's not particularly amazingly wonderful for you guys to have that noise. Um, I'm going to say figure makes a lot of sense on that one. Can you roll me a d6 plus your quickness? Uh, While this is happening, Becca's just going to go ahead and scoop up the hunting rifle she was eyeballing. She was debating whether or not to grab it, but uh, now it seems like a good time. <laughs> oh, you're probably right. <laughs> With or without action damage? Without. So 12. Damage. 12 damage. Okay. To his insights. I will keep a note on that because flares burn for a while. Yes. All right. He bellows loudly. Uh, what I would like to know is if 20 goes over anyone's fortitude. Oh, yeah. Yep. Or resolve. Sorry. Resolve. Uh, discipline. Damn it. Does 20 go over anyone's discipline? Oh, yes. Yeah. Okay. All Everybody? Great. Right. Uh, you're all temporarily stricken. It is a primal noise. That is a primal fear of something that large, that aggressive, screaming at you in a way that you are just not comfortable. Is your butthole sense tingling? It was worth it. <laughs> No, no, it wasn't. <laughs> there's just a pile of pellets behind Lucky. <laughs> no, no, they're still firing. You hear them. <laughs> just aim them. <laughs> He's a crap gun. <laughs> Can you please get away from the cooking wear? <laughs> clink, 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 clink. All right, screaming bellow echoes easily out into the distance. There's a loud roar. This thing 
hairs. You feel that thump, and then a good portion of the wall in front of you, the rubble, disappears as just one huge hand sweeps in and wipes it away, very intent on hurting whatever just hurt it. God damn it, Cherry! (laughs) He deserved it! That's not fair! And a large maw is beginning to descend, rush in, you could say. Now, I would like all of you to tell me very quickly, what are you doing as a 50-foot-long dragon is attempting to get into the building you're at? And it just made a nice-sized hole to start getting its head in. Time to go. Yep. Yeah, Yeah, so Cherry has one hiking bag over her shoulder laden with whatever ammunition and whatever the crap is she got from the hunting goods. And then she grabs another one, and that's empty, and she just kind of slipes that around her shoulders, and she's trotting backwards with a shoot-eating grin on her face, and then she just looks to Beckett, and she's like, hey, you got the map. <laughs> yeah, here's your goddamn shoes, and she shoves them against Cher- Cherry's chest. Thanks. All right, Zach and Jack start to spread backwards, too. Lucky, make sure okay. shit, and Zach slips. <laughs> oh, no. Uh, and manages to get back on his footing, looks angrily at the floor, then looks up at you again, Lucky, with an even slightly more angry look, uh, expression. <laughs> 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 and then reaches forward, grabs your shoulder, and turns and starts ru- like moving towards the back door. Jack, his brother, sweeps in behind him, grabs you with his free arm, and hoists you to start running uh, to follow Cherry and Beckett. As Zach immediately, once uh, Jack has picked you up, turns back to the uh, encroaching dragon and starts shooting crossbow bolts into the surprisingly illuminated uh, mouth. It's mighty beautiful, actually. (laughs) It's it's a a pretty sight. It's really easy to see. Still have to circle around. Marching articles. Who's going first? I guess me. Okay. Beckett, followed by... Mm -hmm. Okay. Followed by uh, Jack and Lucky. You can't tell me that wasn't a good shot, though. It was awesome. (laughs) <laughs> Jax is just like fuck I'm gonna tell Lily about that stuff I think he just one up her you guys kick open the doors um, it's a push door with fire escape so it's gonna be one of the cross beams that you have to depress to kick open the door it's a heavy solid metal one so it is definitely meant for uh, this kind of situation and it'll actually act at least as a bit of a barrier behind you um, I mean we don't want to be too loud because we still might run into zombies so sure now the other thing you do need to consider that is if you want to get back through this door you're gonna to need to prop it mm-hmm. and we're pretty sure that uh, Chimera is not going to shrink down right right yeah he like big in charge with what you guys rolled you know very well that he's unlikely to jump back down into a smaller size when he can chase you and hurt you or hair you gotcha he sees it as a sign of weakness. Why would he want to make himself weak? Then yeah, uh, Lucky would probably, uh, at the very least, direct somebody to prop that open. Okay, uh, I'm going to say Zach goes ahead uh, as he's going to bring up the rear and he'll put like, a brick or something down into there to, to hold it. You guys exit out into a long white back-end hallway that's still cluttered with old displays, stuff that's been put off onto the side that probably shouldn't be there, but nobody bothered to remove. Nothing interesting for you guys, necessarily, but just junk. And then uh, it runs down the south side of the building, and it will exit out through another security door out into the main part of the mall. Beckett's got the map, so Beckett leads. Okay. Thanks, Beckett. You continue down the corridor. You guys move through. You push open the other security door, and you are in one of the larger, uh, like I said, bathroom exits of the mall. There's uh, the outside doors that have been, you know, caved in, boarded shut, broken. There's bathroom doors across the from you that are also still shut, but you hear thunking coming from the inside of them. <laughs> <Let's go. laughs> 
you guys jockey to your left, continue out of the hallway, and then you're into the main mall proper. Uh, this is the, you know, those little plaza sequences, those sections of the mall where it goes into a main store. Yeah. Uh, it's almost every mall. This is what this is. It's a nice little open plaza. Got a little bit of space here. There's a little breather of just open tile floors that are covered in dust, support pillars that go up to the next floor. And you can see the second story above you. It still seems in good condition. You don't know what the hell's up there. That's kind of where you guys are standing, and that's right here. Are there escalators Basically. and stairs and okay. stuff within vision? Or? Not in this particular section, but there are, because as the room continues further out into the main part of the mall, you can see an escalator. More specifically, Cherry and Beckett can see an escalator, because they have uh, dark vision. <laughs> in hey, essence, with their night vision goggles, they're able to easily see. Zack and Jack are human and they probably don't see very well <laughs> in Correct. the dark and he's carrying me uh i'll take a, a glow stick crack it and actually chuck it ahead of us quite a bit okay so throwing it out deeper into the the main atrium so i'm gonna also say that jack is putting away his crossbow and he's pulling out his gun which has a flashlight duct tape on top of the barrel is he still holding me yeah, he's got you in one arm and a gun in the other. <laughs> sure. Because, <laughs> let's face it, you do not move too fast, Lucky. Also, plumber plus tile. So you're just going to be stuck every other step. <laughs> <laughs> nope. <laughs> so, uh, with all this light that you guys are able to generate, you are able to make out that mostly in the area you're in right now is uh, an empty plaza. It goes forward a few more areas, which is about... 40 feet total, and then pops into it's a large atrium where all the major other stores connect. Inside of the main atrium, you can see basically one giant floor display. It wasn't a fountain, but it might have been a fountain at one point that somebody uh, filled in and they redid it. So there's what would look like a fountain basin, mm-hmm. but that's been turned into like a small dais or like a dance floor. And there are two large, like eight feet tall herons that are planted into that and uh, with their wings spread kind of uh, almost wrapped uh, around each other as they're both kind of like in mid-squawk. The floor around that is covered in uh, shards of glass and it reflects off the light uh, from Zach's flashlight, sorry, Jack's flashlight as he's shining it around and from a knife uh, that's scuttered across the gla- uh, ground. You can see that back from a waist because there's a very shiny, a very reflectant. And uh, Cherry and Beckett, even you guys would pick it up just because the light playing over that would make those glow very differently. Mm-hmm. Do we hear anything beyond the uh, scrabbling of Chimera behind us? <laughs> At the moment, there's thunking from back down the hallway, mm-hmm. and this is actually fairly quiet in here. Um, that's probably going to change soon. As you guys look up from the glass, you can see a broken out skylight over the dais. Yeah, so my goal now, is to so stay underneath the walkway to the second floor. Right. I was going to say, because that, again, this is a second story or two story mall. You guys are on the first floor. So there is a second story above you and then the atrium. So that thing is about uh, almost 40 feet up. It's, it's tall. It's also a broken skylight. <laughs> can I get perception checks from you guys? Uh, from everybody, actually. Okay. Can we close the door to the utility hallway, or is it just open? Zach just put a brick in there to keep it well, open. Well, that's between the sporting goods store and the hallway. I'm talking about from the atrium to the hallway. Is there a door? He's going to be putting something in there as well. Um, so it doesn't auto lock. Right. Because those doors will. And you can assume most of this place is probably on shutdown, where people were starting to hide in here. Right. I got exploding die. So that's, that's 18, 29. Okay. 
All right, so that's Becca with 29. Cherry, what do you have? Uh, 23. And Lucky? Uh, 21. Nice, Becca. Okay. In the night vision from the reflecting glass, you guys can easily see that there was scuffle here. Over the dust that lays over everything, there's blood, like mud. Mm. It must still be somewhat wet. Mm. Keep in mind, most of my senses are going to be like the hearing smelling. That's a good point for that. There is obviously a smell of copper in the air. You knew Chimera had a fresh mouthful of blood. He'd eaten someone recently. Whoever he'd gotten maybe might have been here. There's blood on the floor. There's piles of it in scraps. Uh, there's debris in here. Broken glass, steel from the overhead, uh, steel from the overhead skylight litters the floor. This it, it's it is a, a shit show in here. We want to find places away from the uh, big open area, right? <laughs> yeah. Does this like the walkway up the <laughs> second floor? Does yeah. the skylight yeah. look big enough for a dragon to fit through? Probably at least to get its head in. Maybe starts crawling through. So, just to give everybody a real quick mall, because while these are a uh, look of the mall while this is going on, as you guys are kind of moving through the hallways, you are actually passing like a couple of little boutiques, little mall stands that are sitting in there. Kiosks? Kiosks is a good term. We'll go with kiosks. So, as you guys are getting over towards that, where you are currently at before you actually enter into like the atrium and start shuffling down the uh, south overhead skyway, basically the second floor, <laughs> there is a Wet's Pretzels uh, that you've just passed. So that's just a little standalone stand there. Across from the dais, so further down, more specifically, uh, directly off from the line of the mall, you can see uh, a Skybucks, which is a coffee shop. Part of the wall of that has been damaged, uh, broken down. It looks like, like a truck hit it because it's folded in two. <laughs> and then further down from that, before the mall actually ends, you guys can also see a uh, another cell phone kiosk. It's virtually cell- cellular. Okay, I'm going to go into the pretzel kiosk because generally fast food is so heavy in preservatives and it's a yeast-based food. So they are probably going to have plenty of shelf-stable foodstuffs. Oh, see, Cherry's actually 100% correct. And when I was putting these in here, I actually listed some of the items you can find for these locations at every (laughs) single stop. (laughs) Um, That being said, remember, this is also, these are things that could actually still be useful for you. Mm -hmm. Even the cell phones, which is probably the one that we'd all look at and be like, why do you fucking need a cell phone? Uh, Aubrey, your security specialist, could potentially be using those to modify your security and increase Mm -hmm. it. So I love that idea. And Cherry, go ahead and roll me a survival check, uh, urban survival check. Mm -hmm. I'm going to give you that difficulty increase as normal, but um, let's see what you get. And then that's going to determine how good the quality of the goods you can find are. Giant can of nacho cheese. (laughs) Also true. At Wetz's? Yeah, it'd be great if we can find it. And let's face it, you guys could probably use the spice. Mm -hmm. All right. Well, Cherry's doing that. Beckett, Lucky, what are you two doing? Looking for zombies. <laughs> yeah, kind of keeping an eye out for that and where, you know, Chimera is. Because I imagine he'll probably not be staying in, back there and he may come around, us, assuming that we've gone through. Okay, you can tell that the sounds of rage are still kind of hardcore over in that back corner. You know mm. it's going to go quiet in a second. So he yeah. has swallowed a burning flare, so... <laughs> yeah, it's I, not going to be fun either way. <laughs> I could imagine that it's probably not just one ticket damage, but... <laughs> You know. Um, fire works very specifically in this, and we'll get to that in a little bit. Don't worry. It's ongoing. Burn. Yeah, to bet. <laughs> but give it if, six or seven hours. If those kiosks look untapped, then might be us to kind of quickly cruise them as well, at least in passing. So you guys are going to keep a glance out for any zombies moving? Mm-hmm. Okay. And heading down the line of shops then to do it? If okay. uh, What's-His-Face let, lets me go, uh, then I'll probably try to head towards one of the uh, kiosks or something. Which one did you say look like? got hit by a truck? Skybucks. Ah, okay. we can leave that one alone. <laughs> yeah. 
Okay, so while you guys are in here, I do want to give you a chance to at least see what the other shops are around you. Yeah. So, uh, uh, build a bear or something. Next to you, where no, not in this case, but that was certainly an option. Next to where you were at. Okay, so as you've come out the mall and you're kind of entering into the main atrium, uh, the shops onto the south side where you were kind of ducking under. The biggest one is Retro Outfitters. It carries a lot of warm weather gear. There's, it's one of the much loved places here in Denver um, because it's got overshirts, overcoats, and it's all that sexy young kids wear that everybody was so fond of back in the day. And Retro Outfitters is a big. It's one of the. It's one of the only other two story. Uh, shops in here. Uh, next to that is Pac Moon, and that has a bunch of sunglasses and uh, hats and belts, and it's an accessory shop. Uh, very much catered to to uh, younger clientele and men's very particularly. At the very back end of that is Walking House, and that was a big shoe store. Mm. Okay, now you know that got caved in a bit, but that's certainly something that's available on there. And across from you guys, on the other end of the mall, there's Amos. Amos is a very selective women's lingerie shop. Oh, yeah. Gotta look hot for them zombs. And well, actually, I think Aubrey might be interested in that. Oh, God, yeah. No, he totally <laughs> would be. <laughs> um, next to Amos is Dry Beach, and Dry Beach is a uh, swimwear shop for uh, everybody, but it's very summer-oriented, so there's towels, there's sandals, uh, swimming trunks, bikinis, that kind of stuff, hats. So not useful stuff at all. No wicks and sticks. It's on the second floor. Oh, it's always on the second floor. It is always on the second floor. (laughs) And it's actually called Wicked Sticks. Hot Topic Disney Store. No, not in this part of the mall. It's in the part that you guys have already been through. The container store. Uh, But they're all destroyed. And the container was actually on one of the separate stores by itself. That's been completely Mm -hmm. uh, gutted. Yeah, we're good. So everything else that's covered. On the signs above, if you guys did want to try in, inside of here, there is a uh, escalator that's obviously not going. Um, You can get up to the second floor. Actually, Lucky's going to check out specifically the uh, one of the cell phone kiosks and see if there's, uh, I mean, he can grab a few of the cell phones and probably the chargers, but also see if there's like a little mini tower or anything like that, uh, you know, because sometimes... Cell phone receptor, right. Yeah, yeah, and that will probably be useful. Roaming a uh, scavenge okay. and Beckett, you were hunting earlier to see and taking a look around. Can you go ahead and roll me a perception check again, please? 21. Nice. Okay. I'm going to give you a plus five bonus to that for 26, because I think Zach and Jack are both going to be assisting you on this one while uh, Lucky starts walking away to to head over to uh, virtually Salvador. In the area, directly underneath the glass, there are six, or sorry, there are five bodies. Oh, God. Okay. They are cut. They are bruised. They are really trashed. There's huge rents from what probably are claws cutting, dissecting uh, some of them. Others look like they might have just died in the actual, like, debris falling down. You know, one of them is buried underneath. Um, his torso has been collapsed, pressed in on. Mm-hmm. Um, as you are looking at these people, they're not moving. They're not undead. Yes. Yes. <laughs> but... They are wearing a bunch of different types of clothing. However, two of the five bodies you can see uh, have blazers on them. They're a blue blazer that's very familiar to you, and it has a signal, uh, sorry, a, a patch. Thank you. A patch on top of it that says SS yep. um, that's been uh, em- emblazoned. You guys know this. that is the blazers for the workers of Stanton Stadium, the group that you guys know came here before you. Why don't we get cool jackets? We don't have a tailor. We haven't gotten to the college's swag store yet. 
F, sorry. That's the retro metro or whatever it is. <laughs> I'm just saying, we could have Letterman jackets and be tools just like Chad here. <laughs> Are you saying that loud enough for Chad? Yes. <laughs> for Wynn to hear? <laughs> By the way, I got a 13. Thank you. Oh, I've got four secondary pickups. This is lucky for camping guns. Um, in our that experience, is... how long does it take for people to turn? Um, seconds, hours, days. So for those who are infected and alive, it takes two days. Okay, Those first few hours are actually the part where you can stop the infection. It's shortly after about the first hour, things go bad real quickly. Uh, at that point, the infection is very fast, and by the second day, they're mostly turned already. They bleach out, they get very pale, and they go, and it goes south fast. And dead? How quickly, and we don't know for sure. Let's be honest, you guys don't have a lot of people that you leave that are scouted around and die afterwards. So, um, I'm just asking for, from our previous experience, we've been doing this for a while, if we see a dead body that's intact, we're probably going to take it out before it can turn. That would be a smart move. Not okay. inappropriate. I do have canisters of propane. Yes, you do. Don't waste them. I would agree with that statement. But <laughs> maybe we can have a bonfire real fast. And or we can just go cut off the heads. No, where we're at? <laughs> huh? You already have Cherry slinging insults out the fucking broken window. Everybody just wants to talk shit to the dragon. This is a good idea, guys. Yes. <laughs> but that way there's no, like, you just shambling mounds of, of bitey things. The head. But the fire could also get out of control and we're stuck in here and the, that's not okay. okay. Yeah, I say just stab him in the head. Yeah, because that's how you take them out, right? Yes. Destroy the head. Destroy the head. This is definitely old zombie tropes. Destroy the head as quickly as possible. That's what we're going to do. <laughs> Good thing we don't come up against Hydra. Oh, God. Which head? <laughs> All of them. Fuck. At once. Fuck. Don't give him ideas. <laughs> <laughs> You've got an undead dragon. How hard do you want to go? <laughs> uh, what are you doing, Chair? Now, you got a 20 on your roll. For that, you were certainly able to find a couple of, like, old flour, the nacho cheese. Mm -hmm. uh, I'd say there was still an unopened thing of jalapenos. That's fine. Right. The big, stupid, like, cans. Yeah, there was more like a canister of salt that was, like, half done, but it's still okay because it's yeah, salt. salt. Yeah. So it was like, that's still a spore. Yeah, no, absolutely. Salt and sugar would... Salt, sugar, and yeast would be my big... Like, yeah, yeast is the big one you got out of here yeah. that was uh, usable. There was still at least one full, like, sack of yeast in the back that would be functional. Yep, take that. And then, well, since they're taking care of the down zones, then he's looting the... You want to go get coffee? <laughs> Maybe. No, um, she's going to take up um, scouting, so she's actually just going to walk her happy ass up the wall and get, like, a vantage point and just be standing sideways on the wall and looking down the hallway either way, just to make sure that nothing comes out. Are you going up the, the, the like, walls of the stores, or are you going up one of the support pillars so that you can get, like, a view down the, support the, the main center line of everything. Yeah, yeah. Just the support pillar. Okay. Nearest one to me. Just kind of like walking around it in a circle. <laughs> okay. Just checking. I want to make sure I got an idea where you're actually at. So mm -hmm. you are basically, uh, you'd be in an area where you're not necessarily directly into the atrium, uh, right. broken, but where you were in that main line yeah. uh, going down. You can see the bur burnt, broken, charred remains of the back end where some sort of huge explosion tore this part mall apart. Oh, well, that's not good. Becca, you take the first one down. Zach is covering you. You take the second one out. No problem. The third one, as you start going towards it, its head twitches and starts to shift towards you. So you quickly manage to pop. 
and kill it off. Mm-hmm. Okay. You head back over, because uh, you say the third one was the one they'd been trapped underneath. Yeah. And you've got another one that's just covered in glass and shards. And oh. as you were getting uh, over to it, its eyes have opened to pale whites. They're already clouded, and it begins to shift and amble towards you. I would like you to roll initiative. Everybody or just Beckett? Uh, anybody who wants to join the combat can immediately roll. Yep. So is it just plot, not plot die? Um, it is the number die. of initiative dice you have. Okay. And all the tens, right? Correct. So you're going to roll your initiative number as dice and take the lowest result. Two. That's a good result. So since Cherry was at that point now keeping watch, um, she'll end up joining the fray. Mm-hmm. Three. Okay. Cherry is like over here, and then is Zach that's with you, so he's right there. And there is a, another zombie here, and another zombie. Uh, this one's getting up. This one's covered in glass from the debris that's over mm-hmm. here. And then there's another zombie that's getting up from over here. Same thing. Like it's missing its upper torso, uh, right arm, and half its chest is just gone. And it's also moving towards you guys. You said there were six. Sorry. Five. So, killed three already, two left over. Okay. Nine and five. So they will go on turn five. They have guns? Yes. There were an expeditionary force. Their bodies are actually still coated with their gear, which means you guys can loot their gear afterwards. Right. Beckett, well, your action. I already got the bat, so I'm going to go for the head. Blink. Roll the hit, please. 19 plus 3. 22. 22. Nice. Their avoidance is 15, so you easily go over it. Okay, and then it's just 1d8. It's 1d8 for the bat, and then your might die. Ah, okay. Double oh. Jesus Christ. Well, we got both of them? Attribute dice, always. Okay, so I got... And actually, die. yes, because this is, this is exploding. Like, go. go. Both of them? Yeah. Okay. So 16... Uh, 25. 25. That is stunning. Okay. Well. <laughs> the head just comes off. She just, like, that she just points to the outfield. <laughs> <laughs> you're critical hitting this thing and utterly destroying it. Please describe how badly you're doing that. I will give you a benefit to allow some damage to pepper the other creature as well. You hit it that fucking you hard. bounce the head <laughs> off of one and ricochet it off the other. <laughs> Hit this motherfucker with another motherfucker. <laughs> She's like just pumped up from already smashing the other zombies like watermelons. And she just goes up and she just full force swing. Probably just knocks the head off of this one and just bounces it straight to the skull of the other one. Right yeah, behind it, it. it. You hit it so damn hard. You hear the snap of its already dislocated neck. Uh, the bones are not what you hear snapping. It's the tendons and the mm-hmm. flesh as they're stretched to their utmost and torn free. And that head just rips. Yeah. And Sorry, he's wearing Jerry. a Kevlar helmet. Um, and it flies through the air, slaps into the other zombie's head with that freaking damage. Yes, it does. <laughs> it sprawls crosswise. Uh, the other zombie's on the floor prone at this point, going, uh, giving anybody who attacks it a plus five advantage to the rolls. Awesome. All right, and so that's a four? Yes, because you did not take a devastating attack on this. Your damage was so high, it just completely overwhelmed it. You did not have to take uh, six action points, basically, to do a, a devastating attack. Well, I'm going to watch this awesome, like, pinball maneuver. <laughs> Damn. Well, okay, fine. And since the zombie sprawled out pretty much just below my pillar at this point, I'm imagining. Mm-hmm. She's going to hop down and just, like, double heel drop right onto the thing's head. 19 to hit. That is easily over its avoidance. Mm-hmm. That's going to be my D8 plus D8 from Mike, right? 
Nineteen. Nineteen plus five. Twenty-four. Yeah. Nice. That is more than enough. You completely drop from the ceiling, just step off like it's nothing, and just heel drop into this thing's head, sl- or uh, crushing against the floor. This splatters. Skull cracks. Everything is gone and just guts. Uh, congratulations. Gross. <laughs> yeah, your boots are disgusting now. That's why I got the new ones. Yeah. <laughs> Good call. <laughs> Hope they fit. <laughs> Me too. Stomping galoshes. You guys put these zombies down with these. Well done. Can I get one more perception check from all of you, actually? I'm rolling really low. <laughs> 40. 40? 40. I got 14. Wow. <laughs> I got 17. Okay. <laughs> I only rolled ones. <laughs> Crap, guys. Great um, job. <laughs> yeah, good job. This is what I do. <laughs> I kick things and I spot things. <laughs> Lucky's just wrong. This is He's not paying attention. From the broken Skybuck stand, there is a faint groaning noise. Beckett, you're able to hear a faint groan. Um, just coming in from the broken Skybuck stand. You can see uh, in into the, from before when you were up there that there was somebody in there. And as you're looking, there is a vague stirring of the debris as something's trying to move. Uh, guys, we have a Java junkie. We should not stay here. Um. <laughs> back up, back up, back up. <laughs> yep, time to bail. Huh? Grab the <laughs> rabbit by the ears. Ow, 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 <laughs> Where are you guys planning on going? Further into the mall, I would assume. Okay, you've oh. got the list of the shops. All right. I'll show you the map again so you can easily reference. Uh, like I said, where do you want to go? So Cherry's going to immediately be like, okay, so as we're backing away, uh, the hallway stops. It's Armageddon. It is completely crumbled. Fire, death, blood, brimstone. You know, the goods. Um, so what do you say we make a loop-de-loop and hit the shops here and hope we find something in these... Forever 32 style shops. I mean, that's what we came here for. Sounds like our plan. But I think we should kill the Java monster first. Is it on time? Maybe. Yes. It's not now. Uh, we can fix that real fast. And Jack slaps another bolt into the crossbow. You know, I'm shaking brain matter off of my boot. Oh, it's not oh, coming oh. off. <laughs> that's my point. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, the little one, you're on your own now. <laughs> Maybe not that bad. Uh, <laughs> I, mean, I guess we'll start. Yeah, it's STIs. <laughs> <laughs> Moving back towards. Lucky, please roll a fortitude save. Uh, uh, retro outfitters. Uh, sorry. Lucky, please roll a vigor save. D6. Okay. So that's uh, uh, 6, 9, 10. So he's infected now. I will give you another opportunity, or you can use one of those points uh, to stop the infection now, which you immediately begin to feel ill after taking that. I shouldn't have done that. Holy crap. And uh, yeah, he starts taking uh, yeah. precautions. <laughs> uh, Jack is actually turned to you with the crossbow now that he just freshly loaded. Yeah. How is this idiot still alive? Cherry says that was my thinking. So you can pay me a point, yep. and I will allow that to pass. <laughs> uh, that you will succeed the next roll, and though everyone will still take you under uh, supervision to see if you begin to uh, your signs. <laughs> well, you're furred, so there's no immediate spot to see like if you're getting paler. However, on furred animals, they will uh, the hair gets patchier, um, it will start to fall out. But we're not going to know because Cherry's going to pull out a roll of duct tape, and you'll just hear. As she starts walking towards you. Um, hello? 
Uh, don't move, Lucky. <laughs> yeah, we're gonna at least tape your arms up. Fine, fine, fine. <laughs> He's not going to enjoy this. <laughs> gonna, we'll let you have your little doodad strapped to your chest so you can push the buttons with your face. Oh, yeah, just make sure to get it around arms. the backpack, too. That way we can still keep him useful. <laughs> exactly. So his hands are by his side now. <laughs> you did this to yourself. I think it just turns away into stain. I'm <laughs> doing the thing we're supposed to be doing. Okay, We're, sorry. One more time. Which shop are you guys going to? Retro Outfitters, I would assume. Yep. Okay. As you guys start walking over that way, the mall front for Retro Outfitters has a large steel grate, um, slat steel grates, uh, that has been dropped down. There are still two glass windows on either side of the main opening, and then it's the rest of the mall face, um, which is just, you know, tiled marble, basically. As you guys start walking towards that direction, it begins to get brighter, which catches you a little off guard as you're able to see uh, everything a little easier, and then you feel that same old thump. And as you check backwards, the glowing sunlit mouth, bright like an early morning sunrise, <laughs> is leering through teeth as a billowing cloud of smoke comes from Chimero's mouth as it sticks its head in through a shattered skylight and lets out another roar. We're going to go ahead and stop here for now. Woo! Tune in next time to find out how quickly everyone gets eaten. The good news is the smell of like burning fat and meat is probably still better than rotty dragon breath. So I'm gonna lose fur, aren't I? Oh yeah, <laughs> that's why she used duct tape and not rope. Cause she had both. <laughs> Maybe, but right now you better move your feet if you don't want to lose your life too. <laughs> Sorry, foot. <laughs> He's glaring at him now. <laughs> <laughs> his arms down. <laughs> it's like, I think uh, Albert showed me a video or something about this. <laughs> uh, I did. Uh, He's uh, going to be real happy to see you when we get home. Hello, listeners. This is Jody from Bone Roller Gaming. I hope you enjoyed the episode. If you did, please like and subscribe to us on iTunes, Spotify, or whatever platform you listen to your podcasts on. With your support, we find the strength to outpace the shambling hordes.